Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade, sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete, yep. this is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. Trying to win every single game. I'm trying to go 20-0, 19-0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20-0. Yeah, 20-0 made sense. Hello and welcome back to the Our Heads Abroad podcast. Uh, it's, it's been a minute since we got together, so apologies for that, or uh, you're welcome for leaving your uh, ear holes along uh, for so long. But um, obviously the season's around the corner again, so we're going to pull the proverbial out and get our schedules back on track. Um, tonight I have Neil with me. Hello. And... Um, that's it. <laughs> uh, that's it, yeah. Uh, quality, not quantity. Uh, yes. Apologies, Owen and Tom. Um, Tom was still recovering from a heavy stag do. Uh, and, <laughs> yes, and Owen's... Yes. And Owen's uh, His got, brother's getting married tomorrow. Yeah, so he's doing some family stuff. So enjoy uh, and feel better, Tom. Um, yes. So we're coming up to the... Um, to the start 16, of the season proper. 16, 17 days to go. Not long now. Um, it's kind of snuck up. It's, it's weird. It's not, it doesn't feel like that long ago. It was ages away. And then, like, training camp. I really enjoyed watching a lot of stuff from training camp, but it just flew past. Yeah, it passed me it by to, a lot of it. It seemed to go past really quick. I mean, I think that it was... I don't know if it took me by surprise or if, like, the content was different this year. I felt we got loads and loads of quite high level content if that makes sense you know mm-hmm. lots of clips of folk doing various bits but maybe maybe after last year and the kind of closed doors element the teams were just a little bit more guarded about what they were putting out I, I don't know I, I felt that the content was was enjoyable if if not from kind of a layman's or an external point of view particularly informative have you watched the franchise yet i've not seen the latest episode i've only um, seen the first that. one uh it's good i really like programs like that um, yeah, the, I mean, the Chiefs media team is 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 wonderful for a start. I think that they, I don't, I don't follow all the other teams online, but you see bits and pieces of what they do. Uh, but the Chiefs stuff's just just really good, yeah. really really good. Um, and I do quite like seeing the players outside of pads and you know the kind of football stuff. I really like that. Yeah. So, so you mean like Orlando Brown Jr. at home with yeah. the kids? I just think it's a, it's a it's a really good reminder that these 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 guys are people. Yeah, it's a human element to it, definitely. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, pe- they're people at, at the end of the day, they're, and like, yes, they've got this these physical skill sets or you know whatever that that we can never understand the lifestyles. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes' lifestyle is <laughs> is completely alien to, uh, to us, but. Like they're still people in the, the day, right? So, yeah. like they finish, they finish their work and they go home and they've got, <laughs> and they've got a whole life other, you know. Well, got in fairness, and interests now, and... you you've got a young child and Patrick Mahomes has a, a slightly younger child, but you're still going home to your family and yeah. doing family things. I'm sure he does family stuff with Brittany and the little one. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just really like seeing them as kind of more normal people than just the kind of macho. You know, high fiving, uh, yeah. kind of, you know, huddle pep talking, kind of, you know, almost just numbers on a jersey because you know they stick the helmets on and that's kind of all they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really, I really do like it. 
um, this uh, I've seen the the clips from the last episode. It looks to me like the special teamers are in a hot tub playing with a plastic snake. <laughs> I've not seen that. No? Well, that that's. The... <laughs> I wondered where you were heading with that for a second. Yeah. So if you ever want to see. Uh, James Winchester and his plastic snake. I think this is the thing for you. They're on you. They're on YouTube, I believe. Um, yes, they are. Yeah. And I can even get them on the big TV, which is, which is exciting. <laughs> yes. So the Chiefs played the Cardinals last week. They did. We had two, what two preseasons? I watched the first half of the first preseason game, and you watched the first half of the second. I did. Uh, I, I just. A little bit like, um, a little bit like Andy Reid. I just felt that it was important that we got half a practice in. Yes. Uh, but didn't overdo it. So, you know, it was the game started at one. I felt half was enough for me. I, I came to bed. Yeah. It was simple. Yeah, I was, I was feeling <laughs> the same after the first one. Although I think the first one was a half one kickoff. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's another thing we need to get our heads around for this season. And we've got quite a lot of prime time games. Yes. To go, uh, not so bad. Cause, I mean, I'm, I guess, say lucky I work from home. Uh, so I get an hour extra in my bed, I guess, mm-hmm. if Margot plays ball uh, on, a mon- <laughs> on a Monday or a Tuesday morning after the primetime games. But yeah, I guess that's another thing we've got to get our heads around the start of um, early to bed on Sunday or Monday night with a stupid o'clock alarm and a yes. pot of coffee to go. Happy days. It sounds yeah. really grim when you talk about it like that, doesn't it? But it, you kind of wouldn't have it any other way. No, you absolutely wouldn't. Week two, I think, is our first one, is it? No. Right, okay. Against the Ravens, I want to say. Although I'd have so, to... Yeah, no, it is. So we've got the late kickoff Browns, uh, Sunday night football against the Ravens, and that's a lovely segue into week three against the Chargers, which, as we all know, is... Newcastle. Newcastle. So... Um, probably not beyond to, to mention this, we've, we we put out details a long, long time ago about our kind of meetups. So the first one, which is the big one, which is the the Jordy weekender, uh, week three, Sunday, no, Saturday the twenty fifth, and then Sunday the twenty sixth of September. Um, I think we've got between fifteen and twenty folks. Yes. Kind of confirmed at the moment. Um, if you want to come along, come along. Um, if you can only make one of the nights, still come along. It'll be good fun. Um, yeah. We're just we're gonna go, gonna get together, go out on a Saturday night um, in Newcastle with our Hawaiian shirts in a Andy Reid uh, tribute Homage. night. Yeah, uh, why not? Uh, then we'll get together. When are, when are we planning the cheeseburgers? What do, was that Saturday? Or was that well, Sunday? Well, ho- hopefully Saturday. Um, it depends if everybody wants to to get together before we go out on Saturday night. I kind of. Uh, enough on my plate to try to arrange the yes. pre-game tailgate on Sunday so uh, that's the plan as well we'll get together uh, Saturday night for drinks at least and some fun Sunday hopefully pre-game lunch uh, tailgating we, tailgating yeah last year we had I think 36 people I think I counted in the picture which is awesome if we get anywhere close to that it'd be great um, although we did find out this week that the, the place we went to last year the barbecue place which was perfect has closed it's closed so yeah. That's a spanner in the works I hadn't planned for. Uh, and then we're going to go watch the game. Uh, the Chargers. Um, At the Shark Bar. Shark Bar, yes. Which we've been to before. I mean, yes. Uh, great little venue. 
the the one thing you need to know about Arrowheads abroad meetups is we're not great at getting commentary on the, <laughs> the TVs. Uh, we've never once managed it in Newcastle for various reasons, out with uh, management control, I would say. Yes. Uh, so hopefully we'll get sound on. If not, we'll make our own um, sound. Um, well, I, we- I think I think that'll be the live game on Sky. In which case, that we should be much fine. Easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyone that's thinking about coming along, please come along. Drop a note onto the, the social media uh, sites or through the email address admin at ourheadsabroad.com. Um, the more the merrier. It'll be great fun. Um, this is the third time we've done Newcastle now, and um, it's, it's definitely worth your while. So, yes. urge anyone to come. Uh, back to football. I guess. Uh, what have you made of the, the pre-season game so far? Um, um, pleasantly surprised by the defence, I think is probably my biggest takeaway. Um, particularly pass rush. Um, was it 10 sacks in two games, I think I'm right in saying? Wasn't expecting that. Um, Saunders looked really good. Ward looked really good. Um, Wharton looks really good. Reed Jones, you know what you're getting from those two. They're really good. There's, there's suddenly there's an awful lot of depth there that I wasn't expecting to see. Yeah, absolutely. That's I think I'd, I'd suggested that one of our little bits this you know for this episode or our upcoming ones would be our hottest hot takes of the of the preseason. And mine was going to be that after all the O line talk we've had in the last six months. Actually, the D line is going to be the one that improves the most. Yes, I think there's a definite there's a definite case to be made that the, the defensive line has has taken a, a bigger step forward than the offensive line. I think cause I say that because it's 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 easy to remember the last game the Chiefs played, which yep. we got, uh, you know, the, 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 in mitigation the O line wasn't our starting O line. So while I think that the we've definitely improved that offensive line this year, you know. Immeasurably, and it's something we'll, we'll talk about, you know, if not tonight through through the season. I think that to to base your your view on the offensive line purely in the Super Bowl is is a bit of a false economy. No, it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Uh, but I think that there's a definite case to say this defensive line has, you know, will take huge steps forward. I mean, we could. It's only preseason, but we could be a top twelve defense if that's representative. That's bold, but that's top you know, 10. you've got you think you've got. Chris Jones, who you know, we chatted in our um, WhatsApp group. We don't um, we don't encourage betting, but uh, you know, a few of us have got Chris Jones at hundred to one, one hundred pounds for every one pound you put on to be Defensive Player of the Year. It's it's like the bookies just forgot about his name. Well, because uh, I, I was messaging in that um, conversation as to some of the other names who are ahead of him in the betting odds. And I was astounded. I'm going to try and find Fra- some of the... Frank, play- Frank Clark's 50. Yeah. Von Miller was one of them. Like, Von Miller's 150 years old. Defensive Player of the Year. Here we go. Show me more. Um, let's have a look. Jalen Ramsey, 34s. Devin White, 36. Bobby Wagner, 34-1. to 1. Um... Shaq Barrett, 36. The one that struck out to me was the... Now, I've forgotten his name, so let me find it. Derwin James. 
33 yep. to 1, right? Derwin James could easily be, you know, top. Well, he, he could be the best safety in the league, I reckon, you know. If he safeties, really... safeties don't win that award. But he's also not played. He's, he's played like one season of football in his whole life. But he's, you know, for various reasons, you know, with his, with his injuries, which are not his fault. Yeah. But uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's, no one, it's almost like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offence is so good. No one talks about the defence. Yeah. So someone like Chris Jones, who by any metric, is the number two sort of defensive After tackle Aaron in the league. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, and again, Aaron Donald is so good, like so good, that it's almost like he sweeps away everyone behind him, but, but Chris Jones is like 100 to 1 is insane. He's Just the insane. same, Chris Jones is the same odds as Marcus Peters, JJ mm-hmm. Watts, JJ Watts 150 years old, he's past it. Hassan Reddick, like he's on a, a bang average Cardinals team. Um, it's just that just oh. that just shows to me the sort of under the radar nature that the, the Chiefs' defense might go, yeah. you know, could go in. So you've got that. You had, like, say, uh, is it, I don't know if I got this right. Jaran Reed, Jaron Reed. We'll we'll work on pronunciations. Um, He's very much a known quantity in, in the interior, but also a really good one. Like yeah. he's not, um, he's not going to take anyone by surprise. But he's he's also like you just 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 put him in seven out of ten every week or whatever. He's to, going to help make fun. other players better. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he's also going to he's going to rack up sacks and pressures. You know, yeah, yeah. no doubt at all. You've got by, well, I would say a mile the best safety in the league. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Teran Matthew. We've got potentially two first round cornerbacks. You know, yeah, Hughes, Hughes and, and Baker. Baker um, yeah. You know, uh, I think we'll maybe chat about them at, at, at some point. But like, if if we only need one of those guys to pick up, they're, they're just classic Brett Veach sort of reclamation projects. Yeah. But we only need one of those guys to get close to the sort of potential that that people thought they had, and. All of a sudden, you've got good players all over the place. You know, the pass rush put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, and then some really good, you Sneed. know, it's you know some really good guys in the backfield defending them. And all of a sudden, you've actually got a unit which, you know, hope you know, the offense take does its part, puts the puts the opposition in pass first mode, and. I just think all of a sudden you've got at least a top half defense, if not, if not better. And as I said, you know when your when your offense is as good as us, the defense just needs to be average. Yeah. And you're and you're in. Well, if you think like teams, teams probably need to score the best part of thirty points to beat us most weeks. Good luck trying to score yeah. thirty points on that defense. Like, the if the pass rush. Continues, and I know it's pre-season, and you know the Forty ers had some backups on their line and whatever, but you you can see the potential in the D line in particular, and if they kind of get their tails up and get going, and if they can get on a roll early in the season, then watch out, you know, get your twenty and zero bets on. <laughs> not, not that we condone gambling at all, but no, no, of course not. I haven't done that this year. I don't. Um, 
It was poor odds. It was only about yeah, twenty-five to one. It was really poor odds. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it for my for my opinion. No, I mean, me I think for. I don't know if we've chatted since kind of a Holmes made those claims. I know it's a long time ago now, but mm-hmm. I think that, that's, that's just one thing that was. It was like timing. It was just blowed all out of water. There was nothing else for anyone to speak about that week. Yeah. Uh, you know, the best player in the world in his sport basically said, yes, our aim is to win every single game we play. And folk take that as some sort of, like, massively arrogant, you know, look at us kind of statement. And it's just, uh, and that's the point but where you, you think in the, in the off-season, just hurry up. If you look at the schedule... Is there any game on that schedule where you wouldn't favour the Chiefs? Uh, no. So, in theory, like certainly 17-0, and 0, you're going to be favourite in 17 games. Now, there's always going to be a game where something happens and, you know, it, the Titans game from a couple of years ago, which just, that that was one of the Newcastle meetups actually, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, and it was just a freak result. Like, the Raiders last year... You know, Carr decides to have one good game against us. Um, you know, there's a game like that each season. But if you if you actually just went through it game by game through the schedule, you'd go, yeah, Ravens away is probably the only one which yeah, I would look at and go, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you've got you've got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, which is also going to be the game that everyone's got their eyes on. And I mean, we're no, uh, charges away, maybe. I mean that's, and then I guess, I mean, in the one game. I mean, I guess Broncos away as well. Last game of the season, you just never know. Last game of the regular season, you just. What when we've got the know, backups out because we've already got well, the number one seed locked up. Ex- exactly, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just think that was a that was a something of nothing that. that kind of storming that storming that teacup it was no I got I got there's a couple it's of a, times when I like through this off season you're just like I cannot believe that we are still talking about this and this but they have to it's like the Kelsey name you know they have to oh. talk about something so it just is what it is you know yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, filling yeah. air time yeah exactly speaking of filling air time uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think we I mean we've mentioned some of the well, we mentioned actually a lot of the, the the existing players, but of the new guys and what we've seen from kind of limited action, who's who's impressed you the most so far? It's not rookie um, or or otherwise. Rookie or otherwise, I would say McKinnon, the running back. Um, he, I, I, I actually I like Darwin Thompson, but I like what I've seen from McKinnon more. And I think he probably has a more complete skill set. He doesn't try and hurdle everybody, um, even when it's not necessary. And he doesn't get a taunting penalty after he's run three no. yards, uh, which was a supremely stupid thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the look of McKinnon. I don't know how much he would play, because Edward Hilaire's going to be the bell cow, and then Williams behind him is more than capable number two to spell him so whether McKinnon becomes like a third down back but I don't know but I've been very impressed by what I've seen from him he's probably been my one yeah McKinnon is very much a 
very much an Andy Reid style signing. Just every year he he brings in a sort of a, a free agent, experienced running back. Mm-hmm. You know, someone you know to kind of support the the other guys. Um, I guess you know, uh, Lashawn McCoy, Levin Bell. You know, yeah. it's kind of, and, and you're right. We don't don't need a hell of a lot from someone like him in that position then, you know, because um, Edward Sillier is going to get the, the majority of the, the, the carries and I would I would guess the majority of the work in the passing game as well. Yes. Um, so you don't need that much from him, but what you, what you then need is a bit of a known quantity when he does get snaps and get the ball. And I think that that's exactly what he's done in the, you know, in the two games so far. Be, I'd be really surprised if he doesn't make the, the team and, and that could like you say could easily be at the expense of, of Darwin Thompson Yeah, he's the kind of player where good teams sign players whose skill sets fit the way they play and to me he is the perfect Andy Reid running back he can run he can catch he can pass block okay um, but he, he does have good hands out of the backfield he showed good vision when he was running, although, to be honest, that O-line was opening holes I could have run through, so um, I'm not sure how much you could read into that, but um, he, he just he just really... He looks at home in that offence. He, he really does. And he's quick as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we we'll might, we'll might have to get used to seeing quite a bit of him this year. I think the guy that... Well, I think we we mentioned him a little bit earlier, but I think been really chuffed with Mike Hughes. I think he um, he appears to be leading the race to get the kind of third cornerback yeah. spot. I would think, um, hopefully, leading the race to get the return <laughs> return job as well from um, certainly from Demarcus Robinson, who he certainly uh, looked handy enough um, in the first game. Yeah, really Hughes, direct. Yeah. He, he gets the ball and goes forward. Did you see? I mean, you, you wouldn't have seen the, the Falcons game. Demarcus Robinson just. Did the Marcus Robinson things? Yeah. On the return, the ball's way, way out from his body. He, his first step is backwards, and I get, I know what he's trying to do. I can see what he's trying to do, and if it comes off, it looks incredible. But just tuck it and run. I saw I, Dave Tube having a go at him in the press conference there, and basically saying, yeah. "I've told him to go north south, and he doesn't. I've told him to hold the ball close, and he doesn't." Um, you know. Well, here's the thing, right? So we said that we might get on to sort of surprise roster cuts, right? And we know how much of a say Dave Tobe has. You know, he he gets guys on the team. If there's someone he really wants, yes. he gets them on the team, right? So if you get in his bad books, that's going to count against you. Yes. You know, so if, you know, Demarcus Robinson's a name that gets kind of, it gets kind of stuck, a, you know, put about as a kind of a, 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 a shock cut candidate. I um, wouldn't be massively shocked. And, and that's kind of, and if we're saying this is surprise cuts, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be overly surprised if Robinson got cut. No, but I, partly wishful thinking on my part because I'm not being his biggest fan. I, I think that with the wide receiver room the way it is, I don't see him getting cut, and I don't think that Hardman has done enough in the, in the two games I've in the, you know in the bits I've seen of him so far this season to kind of suggest that he's sort of locked down that second receiver spot. I think that goes to Pringle, Yeah, for me. But I, I think like, there's lots of, you know, guys like Juju Smith-Schuster that we were, 
you know, yeah, speaking to in the yeah. off season, I think if we if we get someone like that in, so if you've got your kind of lockdown slot receiver, then I could maybe see that Robinson is the odd man out. But I think that when we don't have that, and I think it, it could just be either a guy who's kind of hot that day, you get the, I mean, you get like the Demarcus Robinson against the the Raiders game, you know, that sort of thing. I think we could kind of see maybe a, a second receiver by committee a little bit, just who fancies it that day. Yeah. I think that that might mean he, he sticks about just because, I mean, Andy Reid clearly trusts him. He knows, like he knows the playbook, that sort of thing. Um, I, I reckon he sticks about because of that. And that's maybe more because of what other people haven't done than what he has done necessarily. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I quite like Demarcus Robinson. I think that he, you kind of know what you're getting from him. And I think that like when we had someone like Sammy Watkins in as a much more reliable second option, someone like Demarcus Robinson maybe was able to kind of show it a bit when he did get chances, but whether he's a guy that you can kind of give massive volumes to, I know he's, he's, you know, the numbers he was speaking about that he thought he could get this year, was it like 800 yards or something he thought he was going to get? Zero chance of that. Yeah, ex- exactly. I just don't think he's that guy, but I think he's, I think he's a decent enough guy to, to have around. And especially when it kind of, again, from just the, the limited stuff we've seen, um, Cornell Powell looks like he still has a little bit of work to do. So on Connell Powell then, from your man crushes between Dieter and Powell, mm. what happens there then? Um, I think they're... One's uh, getting cut at least. Are they both? Like, I I think that you're going to... Let me get the depth chart up for the wide receiver thing. I think that Dieter just goes in the practice squad again. Um, let's see. So... So I think that our receivers are going to be so you how many are we going to keep like what six, six or seven yes, six I would say six right so you've got Hill Pringle Hardman or Locks we think Robinson's in yeah that's one two three four Kemp for a special teams play Kemp and um, I'm going to butcher this name again Doris Fountain yes he's good done well. he was really good against the the Falcons. Um, so you know he's if if you're going kind of on form if you like or if you know if if the um, if the preseason games really are your chance to kind of get yourself in, then he's probably in as well. Has Powell done anything in the preseason games? I like I haven't really seen much of anything of, that he's done. No, well he certainly wasn't. He wasn't in with the the ones, and then I don't I don't know if he was in with with any. Uh, Towards the end of the first half of that game, but not not a huge amount. Um, let's see, receiving. So against the Falcons, one for six yards. Um, one. Uh, where are we? Yeah, one for one for six yards. Um, so not a huge amount. Um, whereas Fountain, I think he's the he was the yeah. No, just behind Pringle. So Fountain had three for fifty four. Uh, Pringle four for sixty three against the Falcons. So, mm. um, no, but I think that they, you have to keep Powell around. You're not cutting him. No, 
you have to you have but, to keep him around because they've just they've just drafted him. So I I think he possibly becomes the mystery injury reserve guy where he's torn a toenail or something and he ends up on injury reserve for the season. Yeah. And and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's let, him, let him grow for a year. Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not young, young, because he he did extra years in college. Yeah. I don't I don't I'm not going to profess to be an expert on how the American college system works. So you get guys that come out really young, and guys like like him that come out. I think he's like 24 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's okay as well. I mean, first year players, especially in sort of, you know, Andy Reid's offense, whatever he was drafted in fifth or sixth round was he. Yeah, fifth. Yeah. Fifth. It, it, our expectations were probably really high because he looks incredible. Yes. Like as a as a physical specimen, he just looks. Uh, he just he he's got everything that you want. You know, visually from your. This is getting weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is why he's your right. man crush. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, he 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 looks the part, right? So it's kind of it's really easy to just say, "All oh, right, we've pulled another blinder out the bag here." Yeah, and he's going to be incredible, um, and so it's it's okay if he's not the first year. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah, um, and if he has to sit this year, learn the book, watch the games, um, that's fine as well. Uh, kind of okay with that. So one of the questions just occurred to me there when we were talking about roster cuts: Is there a position which you would look to upgrade with a cut from another team? Uh, so uh, I almost I don't I don't I don't see that a player getting cut from another team improves us greatly. Try to think where you know where would you where would you say our kind of weaknesses lie? Um, it, well, are, that's kind of where I'm aiming yeah, at here. Yeah, I mean, are we going to get a? Uh, a second wide, you know, a wide, a wide receiver two out of cuts, no. Um, on the face of it, it looks like cornerback, which I would, probably would have said was one position of concern. Um, it looks like... Uh, it's not so much. No, it looks like Hughes and Baker are, are, are doing well enough and, and they, they like Traverius Ward, whether, you know, he's, he's a favourite of, um, of Chiefs fans or not, I don't know. F- Fenton's done all right in, in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Thornhill's coming back mm-hmm. strong as a safety. Um, I think there was concern over the over the fact that he was played sort of with the with the second and third team in some of the games. But it turned, I think Andy Reid's come out and said they they just want to get him as many snaps as possible. Yeah, you know, just to just to get his feet back under him. So, you know, the kind of these positions where you you think we've we've um, we've maybe been sort of thin in in, in numbers or had kind of. Guys who maybe didn't look that sharp come back from injury, I think that that, that on the face of it appears to be resolving itself. Colin Saunders, you know, on the yep. on the interior line, if he's um, going to kind of step in for Chris Jones, he looks he looks like he's he's doing well. And they've they've released Taco Charlton, so they're obviously happy yep. at you know at the um, at the edge position. So Sa- Saunders was my one last year who I thought was going to take a big leap and really make an impact. And from the two preseason games, he looks like he's just done that this year and yeah. not last year. Yeah, he, he had that. It was his, his elbow, I think, an arm injury. I think he, I, I really yeah, like yeah. Colin Saunders, and it. I, I like he's he's a bit in this sort of Chris Jones mould. Yes. You know, just the kind of just as like a, a good guy to be around. 
Um, I actually I saw Terry Matthew said that about him in a tweet the other day. He said he enjoys. You need that kind of player, not just on the pitch, but in the locker room yeah. or on the bus and on the flights. You know that just to have that kind of effervescence in a character to someone who's real bubbly and kind of gives everyone else a G up. Yeah, and I, I, I heard him get interviewed and he was talking about a sort of rookie year and how he's spoken to other guys around around the league and how much different he found his experience as a rookie to the other players might have in a, in a very positive sense. Mm. You know, um, he speaks really well as well. He's, he's clearly a smart guy. Yeah. Um, and again, in a kind of a, if you, if you take the long view of some of these guys' careers, um, it's okay that you take, that you've got a, a one down year, you know, especially if you've had a bad injury, that, that's, that's okay. Um, I mean, when you think about it, uh, none of these things that we spoke about are the reasons that we didn't win the Super Bowl last year either. No. You know, so it's it's okay that these things happen. Um, I'm I'm glad that he's back. I would have I would I would have been gutted if he'd have dropped off the team. Yeah, same. So no, I I don't um. I I just I don't I don't see. The only one I can see possibly is linebacker that's going to play in the dime defence because I'd rather it wasn't Neiman but then is Gay slash Bolton going to get in there maybe well they're getting a lot of good again a lot of good coverage from from camp in the two games yeah Um. my, my view I mean I guess we were slightly underwhelmed by the, the draft pick of of, of <laughs> the boat in this 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 year, but when you think that Hitchens gets paid so much money, I really like Anthony Hitchens, but he gets paid so much money. I think he is unlikely to be here. Season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I wonder if with like so Willie Gay again, I think a lot of folk were disappointed that he wasn't he didn't break into the team a little bit more last year. I I wonder if the Chiefs in that, in that regard were. What's the right phrase? Like, sort of playing on their success. So we knew we had a good team. We knew we had a good roster. After winning the Super Bowl as well, they knew they were bringing a lot of names back. So in some regards, they were able to draft guys with really high upsides, yep. knowing that they almost had a year's grace in which they didn't have to sort of step in and be like day one contributors. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if, like, say, Willie Gay might be a big beneficiary of that. In that he's, he's had a year where he's been allowed to have a slow start, you know, and he's been allowed to sort of feel his way into the team, and with that year under his belt now, you know, he's going to come in and sort of lock his position down, and maybe with Hitchens there for another year, Neiman or Daniel, you know, guys that he can sort of learn from, maybe that's kind of the the, the feel with Nick Bolton as well. Like it's okay if he's not a day one superstar. Because, it's hard because to see Bolton being much of a well, and you don't play base defense that much anyway. A lot of it's nickel. Yeah, like nickels over fifty percent of what you play. So then you're looking at Gay and Hitchens, probably are your two in the nickel. So Bol- Bolton's not going to get that many opportunities to play, even if he is a starter in the base defense. But I think he's there to learn Hitchens' position for yeah. when Hitchens is gone next season. Exactly, and kind of the the, the complement 
kind of each other you've got like Willie Gay who's this like really elite athlete mm-hmm. who might find himself in the wrong place occasionally but he's so quick that he yeah. can that he can get himself to the right place very quickly and then you've got the sort of Hitchens slash Bolton role someone who isn't the speed match that these guys are but plays up in the head and that, that some of the tackles from Nick Bolton I've seen in college he hits so hard yeah so so hard if his you know, tackling's always been the criticism thrown at the guys you know at, at, at the team uh, if, he, if, if we can unleash that with him I, I think I think we might like him a lot more so than I did on draft night well <laughs> which is, it's a fairly low bar yeah, just, uh, sensible picks are never going to get the juices flowing are they yes yes um and I think we all wanted, we all had our hearts set on... As a wide receiver or two were there at the time. Yeah. Right? I, I tell you what I have thought from this year's draft, and this could be anecdotal, I haven't done any numbers, but it seems like a lot of the names that we liked and a lot of the big name players, there's so many injuries in the rookies this year. Loads of guys have been have been hurt. A lot of the, the, the tackles slash guards... Um, that were yes. taken that we didn't take seem to have picked up injuries. Um, Rashad Bateman that I liked, yes. uh, the receiver. He, yeah, actually, that's a, Ravens have a real problem in the receiving room, don't they? Because uh, they've barely got anyone healthy. Watkins hasn't been healthy. Bateman hasn't been healthy. Uh, Hollywood Brown hasn't been healthy. Nah, well, uh, Lamar doesn't throw anyway. So well, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. Uh, I mean, I mean that's that, I mean that's the, I mean, it kind of plays into the strengths, I guess. Uh, I don't want to like the Ravens, but I quite like a lot of their players. So I don't really, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about how about the Ravens. Um, I, I and I think that if we we play them early, um, I, I could I could see us putting them away quite quite handily. Actually, I could see that being similar to last year's game where we were had them at never, arm's length, never the whole, in doubt, the whole way. Yeah, exactly. One of these games that maybe looks a bit closer on paper than it actually is. Um, yeah, yeah. I wonder as well if we maybe see a slightly different. I don't know if style is the right word, but maybe approach from Andy Reid. Just like last year was a little bit chastening. Didn't, like you can you can tell from like the, we talked so quite the franchise, the start of the franchise, you can tell the Super Bowl really hurt. Yeah. Like hurt in a not in a oh we're disappointed we didn't win two in a row, but in a that's not good enough. That's not going to happen to us again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know we we've just kind of spoken about the kind of offensive line in um, in the WhatsApp group, and I was I was a bit sceptical that they would start three rookies all on one side. Uh, but that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, um, whether that's through design or, or situation with with some injuries, but that 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 front five isn't changing now. Play your best five. That's, well, exactly. But I just that's wonder. That's what I, said all along. I just wonder if there's a slightly different. That's just. Just a sign that Andy Reid might just have the shackles off a little bit, you know. He just really wants to flex and show what what the team's all about, and so we may just see the end of those sort of six point shellackings that we deal out to people, you know. Um, so I, you, that's, does that's this change hope. the way we approach offense then and go to a more run based? You know, we've got the run blocking up front now. Do you take the game out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, 
more, even though he's the person who's most likely to win you the game, just for the sake of having a more balanced offence. Um, it's difficult to say, because, I mean, if, if if the question is, do you want more Patrick Mahomes, then the answer is, oh, yes, more. Yeah. More, always more. Um, I mean, we saw that the first half of the Falcons game, he's clearly a bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't good. Him, sort of the, the, the Hardman, him, him and Hardman, just a yard off, or second off the whole kind of way through. Um, but that's why you do preseason. Um, yeah. You know, it's like you've, the, the flip side of that is you've got something like the the, the, the Cardinals. So I keep saying Falcons, don't I? The Cardinals. Um, and Kyler Murray, who didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but was crap when he was in anyway. So, you know, <clears throat> so he's going to go until week one with all his rust still there. And Mahomes is quite happy to go and play a quarter and a half, whatever, and get that out. Um but I mean, assuming that we're over all these problems and, and the real Patrick Mahomes turns up week one, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we are a little bit more balanced. Um, and I think that you've you've also got to factor in the fact that like Travis Kelsey, another year older, um, you know, he's still by a mile the best tight end in the league, mm-hmm. but. Do you do we really want to put all that work on him again? Um, I'm sure that when situation dictates and we kind of get to the trenches and need to, then yes, we will. But do you want a perhaps a lighter touch approach with with him early doors in the season? I'd I'd Keep suggest I'd I'd suggest you you know maybe you do. Um, Noah Gray will need will need time. He's probably the third tight end in the team, and whether. Forston has looked good. Forston has looked good. Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a weird situation where we kind of we're, we're sure that Gray will make the team. Just just we traded up for him. You know, we seem to we seem to really like him. Mm, but like actually, him. we we don't necessarily know who the second tight end is. Yeah. You know, whether it be Bell or Fortson. Um So do you keep four tight ends and no fullback, or three tight ends and a fullback? Oh, um, Andy, don't keep a fullback. Yeah, but uh, I, th- I think Andy Reid keeps a fullback. I think I think Barton's place is is um, is, is pretty secure. Um, so yeah, then so tight then you tight end cuts between Bello and Forston. Yeah, Watson. yeah, exactly. And I think that yeah, it's one of these things that that do they go for the guy who's got that higher upside or Blake Bell, who's the who's the known quantity. You know who they who they know can block and can do the the stuff they want to the, the stuff they need upside. them to. Could you imagine trotting out three tight end sets and having Kel Gray and Foston, who can all be pretty handy receivers, like throw oh, a, I, throw a tight end screen <clears throat> to Kelsey with Gray and Foston in front of him, or maybe you fake the tight end screen to Kelsey and Gray and Foston run routes and you throw to one of them instead. Exactly. Or, you know. Options, that's options, yeah. so many options. Exactly, and that's... Um, maybe we'll just let Patrick Mahomes Sure, I, I don't know. I, I think it might be... I think it could also be quite situational as well. I think that if you've got a got a game where our O-line is, you know, is, is, is dominant, then I think you're going to see him run it hard as well. I don't think he'll be scared to do that. I don't think that... One thing that 
sort of reading, I don't know what Patrick Mahomes' view on it is, but I, one thing that I, Andy Reid's never going to go chasing records or things like that. Yeah. Like he's never he's never going to go saying, oh, Mahomes needs to get to 50 and 5,000 again or, you know, anything like that. He's going to play to win every game. So um, if that means that there's games where, you know, Mahomes is relatively conservative, then, then I think so be it. And I'm just curious to see how teams are going to defend against us or approach defending against us because, like, last season, quite a few teams would sit back and kind of drop seven or eight into coverage and hope they could get there with a three or four. And we w- we weren't able to run when teams did that. I think with this O-line, that's not going to be an issue. If If we want to run in those situations, we would be able to run in those situations. So... Like, do you, are you gonna just let the Chiefs run the ball on you, like the Bills did in um, the game early last season, where Edward Zelaya had whatever 150 yards or something like that, and they just sat back and said, "Well, if you want to run the ball, run the ball," and we just ran the ball down their throat. I think we're gonna see more of that this season. If if teams approach it with a, we'll drop back into coverage and Mahomes isn't gonna beat us. And if you want to run the ball, you can. Well, this year, I think we can. And a team's going to be able to come up with a way of then kind of stopping that and not letting Mahomes touch them at the same time. Uh, I guess my answer to that is I'm glad that someone else has to think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not our problem. <laughs> no, uh, um, and that's, I think that it's such a it's, su- it's such an old trope that like these talking heads will go on NFL Network or ESPN or whoever it is to go oh there's a blueprint there to do this for the Chiefs there's a blueprint to do that or by the same token there's a blueprint to beat you know the Chiefs have the blueprint to beat Jackson or Allen you know or whatever other sort of streaks there are going on in the league and I don't like is that is that true is it like that was the first game that Patrick Mahomes has ever lost by more than one score. Yes. And he was playing with, some in some regards, third string linemen in front of him. So. And he was still let down by receivers who kept dropping the passes that hit them in the face mask and such. Exactly. So, th- so, so there, there's the blueprint. Find the receivers all in a bad day, and, and decimate the, the line. Yeah. And uh, that's not what I'd be wanting to yeah. follow. Yeah. And <laughs> fair enough. That's doing. The, the Buccaneers a disservice. I don't I don't mean that. They were they were excellent that day. But to say that that's a blueprint to beat them is ridiculous. Considering I, we I took think... that same Buccaneers team apart six weeks or whatever before that. Um it just doesn't wash for me. That's so I I just um The uh, the only blueprint I think you could take from that is your defensive line you have to have depth and quality pass rush there. And you've got to rotate them throughout the entire game, and they have to get pressure. Mm. You have to have fast linebackers; they're going to be able to cover in space, and your cornerbacks have got to be comfortable in single coverage. If you've got all of those things, you're probably heading to the Super Bowl anyway. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone in the league who has all of that as a checklist. Um, no, but no, that, no. That, that's the blueprint. Yeah, and. I guess the the other blueprint, if there is one, is what the Raiders did, in which case is uh, the Rams have done it to us before, 
Brady and the Patriots make it a shootout. That's um, what I do, yeah. And then you, you just hope that you're the you're the guy that lands the last punch. Yes. Eff- that, effectively, that's the kind of which which, to be fair, half the teams really can probably do that. You know, with a quarterback that can sling it about fast yeah. enough. There's there's a lot of fast receivers in the league. You know now who can who can get out and stretch the field. So that's that. You know, but then then again, if our pass rush is as good as we think it now is, and the backfield is sorted, uh, that's not possible. So tw- twenty and zero is the answer. Um, yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. It's, it's kind of it's, um, it's and I don't, it's not it's not cocky for us to say that because I think that there's an element of realism in that. Like, yeah, it not, is. It's factually based. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not infallible, but the the, the, the Chiefs are, are are set up to succeed. It's not a it's not a, it's not a one time thing. They're, no. Um, yeah. I I absolutely would. I I've said this a few times on here, but I would do whatever it takes to score 35 points against the Chiefs and if that means you don't punt unless you're inside your own 30 like the Chiefs are going to get the ball back and probably get within field goal range anyway in about three plays time so you're wasting your time punting you've got to score touchdowns you've got to aim to get probably five touchdowns and hope you've got slightly more than the Chiefs have got that that's the way to beat them that I can see. Good luck doing it. Yeah, no, ex- exactly, exactly. Right, we're so we're at this for fifty minutes now. What? Well, um, that was ten minutes longer than we thought we were going to string out. So let's just, I guess, just look forward. We've got another game against the the Vikings. Yes. Uh, what's that? Friday night into Saturday morning for us. Yes. Um, one o'clock. One o'clock. Saturday morning. Yeah, I may not watch that. We started swimming again at eight o'clock Ooh. on Saturday, on Saturday mornings. So uh, I'm not sure if I'll watch that or not. Andy Reid said that I think that Mahomes may play the first half. half. Um, yeah. I think he'll play until he gets his arm loose, um, and then he'll sit. So whether it goes as long as as long as that, I don't know. I, I think you just avoid injuries. It, it's it's like the old school last preseason game. Don't get injured. Yeah, I mean how. If, if there's, what's the? I mean, I guess what's the past past injuries? What's the one thing that, you, that that you'd want to see? Is there one player that you want to see have a monster game to to cement his his place in the roster, or is there, is there, is there anything that anyone can do? Um, to, to kind of break through. You'd love to see a wide receiver too separate themselves from the pack. Whoever that may be. Um, but beyond that, like, the fifty-three is pretty well set. O-line yeah. is what it is. Tight ends don't see any changes there. Running backs don't see any great changes there. Wide receivers, it's just the number two position. Is who's going to take it? Yeah, I, the, I don't think there's any starting spots that are up for grabs. The there might be. Like uh, I, th- I think you tweeted it the other day actually when you said about the Broncos and their quarterback one problem and our biggest problem was like who's the third cornerback and who's the fourth receiver like that that is literally you were absolutely spot on with that as to they are our question marks if you like 
but uh, any kind of starters, I just don't see any starting spots up for grabs. No, I, I'm, I'm the same. I think that um, in that regard, the top of the roster is 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 fairly well set, and like it's 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 tough for the guys further down as well. Like if you've not got Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball, mm-hmm. like it's really hard to to I guess impress because you're like, well, I've got this like so whether Steve, it's Steve Buscelli, yeah, I've got this just like Doris Fountain. That's going to trouble me because Margot's got a doll called Doris. It's <laughs> uh, Dory. Is it Dory? Ah, Doris. fountain. Right. Oh, it's going to the get, oh, get problematic. Um, like, is he's going to go? I've got this. Like, I've established this connection with Chad Henney. Mm-hmm. You got that? Like, that doesn't mean very much, you know. In the grand scheme of things, um, I think it must be. It's, it's tough for the, those those guys to kind of you know, to kind of break through. It's almost like they can, it's easier to fail and find a reason to get excluded than it is to, mm-hmm. to massively impress and, and, um, enforce your way onto the team. But that, then you're looking from those players perspective, you're looking at putting quality reps on tape so that you will get picked up by someone else. If you're getting cut by the chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these, these guys are yeah playing for a future, Yes. Just in the league, I guess, as much as they are a, a place on the on the on the on the Chiefs. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, it's a nice position for us to be in. Um, like you say, let me call up that tweet again and see how many of those positions we've actually fixed. Because the the Broncos have obviously fixed their dilemma. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you? Oh, this is what. What, what do you make of that? Uh, um. I, or maybe I, I would. I I would pick. Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke as well because I don't rate Drew Locke in the no. slightest. I haven't seen anything from him that says I'm a playoff level, never even deep into the playoffs. I'm talking making the playoff level quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, I, I have to an extent. I thought he played really well for the Panthers last year when they played us. Um, but he, well, I don't see Denver making the playoffs no matter which no. one of the two of them um, is quarterback. So, to be honest, I don't think it really matters to us. Um, I, I think the only thing is, if they started Locke, they would have a worse record at the end of the season and a better draft pick. They're in danger of going like 7 and 9 and picking 13th in the draft, and then you're kind of in no man's land getting a quarterback again. You'd almost be better going five and whatever, five and twelve these days, isn't it? And kind of picking seven, eight, nine somewhere around there. So I've they're, yeah, they're in a tough position. There were yeah, no I, winners in that. I would, I would totally agree. I mean, it was clear. I mean, obviously, draft weekend moved really quick with all that sort of Rogers news, which was firing out as teams were picking. Mm-hmm. But who did? Just it was it Justin Fields they passed on. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I would be. I'm sure that in their heart of hearts they thought they were getting Rogers. Yes. Uh, at that time they thought to have Rogers, and that's the kind of only reason why you, you pass on on Fields I, at that point. Um, I heard they passed on Fields because of medical issues. He has epilepsy, and or he suffers from epilepsy, 
and um, they had enough concerns about that that they didn't draft him. That right. that was the reason I heard. Um, I'm not sure it would have been enough of a reason for me because I think he's definitely going to be better than Locke and very, very likely better than Bridgewater yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, to me, them, them, them going with almost either Locke or Bridgewater is saying, well, no, it's definitely going with Bridgewater. They're, they'll be in for either Deshaun Watson or, or Aaron Rodgers next year. They have to... Yeah. Uh, they, they, they have to be. It makes no sense because, like you say, they're gonna. They've they've got a good roster. It's almost they're in a bit of a catch twenty two. The the roster's too good to tank. The rest yeah. of the roster's too good to tank. So that you put a guy like Bridgewater, in, like you say, you're gonna get. You're gonna you're gonna get a, a decent handful of wins. Um, not have a draft pick to to get into the, the QB, um, market. So. Or, or not the certainly not drafting one, so no. they must be looking to to bet the house on either um, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. I think next three, year three firsts for Rodgers and three firsts and two seconds for Watson. I think I saw today. I mean, yeah, they they definitely do it. The only the only reason I could see them not taking either of those guys, I think, has. Has moved. I mean, it's John Elway, right? He just doesn't want that. It's just, just he's the only, he's, he's the only, he's the only quarterback in the village, right? Yeah, kind of. Well, he's not general manager anymore. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's moved on, right? So that's that's the only. I, I would have said the main obstacle behind that has yeah. probably moved. So I I don't know. It just it just it's just a weird hole they back themselves into. I think. Yeah, um, I agree. By, by doing that and I mean, to, to a certain extent the Raiders are there as well right because Derek Carr's good enough to win seven eight games as long as I think yeah. as long as the Raiders have Chucky in charge then they're screwed like he... <laughs> well that's so that's the next seven years then yeah well uh, he'll be sacked before I mean could you imagine if he doesn't make the playoffs this year like that's four seasons without playoff football can you can you see any way he keeps his job Thing is this 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 is the if you can't do it this year, right? The the Texans are, the Texans who were a, a playoff team have, gassed it right. Yep. Um, the Patriots are a completely unknown quantity, in the AFC. Yep. Um, the Colts, who knows? Carson Wentz doesn't inspire me. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're that, and especially with the extra team in the playoffs, like the the. If you can't do it this year, I think in the AFC, I think you've got a problem. Yeah. I, th- I think I think you've got a serious problem. I think so. That you've got the who would your seven be? Chiefs, Chargers, Titans, Ravens, Bills. Ravens, Browns, Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Titans, Ravens, Ravens That's Bills. Six. There's six. Dolphins, Patriots. You know, one of one of the Dolphins are Patriots. Yeah. Again, maybe even the Steelers, right? Because the Steelers are going to be. They bad. can't be worse than last year. But I, however bad anyone thinks Ben Roethlisberger or whatever's going to be, the, the Steelers will, will go over 500. They just will. I, yeah. I, can't, I, I, I just can't, I can't buy into the Steelers not winning half their games. Yeah. They've done it since, I mean, so the, the Chiefs have done it since, what, 2012, I think, 2013, since Andrew Reid came yes, in. 2013. Chiefs yeah. have gone over 500. Um, 
there's one, does maybe the Packers have a longer run than that? Maybe the Saints, and then it's like back to 2002 or something for the, the um, for the um, Patriots had a losing record last year, I think. Back to something like 2002 Actually, yeah, did. Yeah, right. for the um, for for the Steelers, like their record is ridiculous. I just don't see the Steelers not going 500, and that could easily be enough to get to get you into the the, the last the last spot. Mm, yeah. I mean, so if if you're talking about only going only winning half your games now. If you can't do that, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, who have you got? Like, so, so the AFC, right? Patriots could have either broken Cam Newton or rookie. Jets will have a rookie. The Bengals will have someone coming off of... ACL injury. Yeah, the, the bad knee. It was a rookie. Yeah, the Steelers have got a pensioner. Don't even know who the Texans have. The Colts have got... Well, apparently Wentz is back. He sucks... Yep. Jaguars have got uh, Trevor Lawrence exactly uh, he's not that quarterback he's shouldn't have hair they've got Evan Meyer he'll hold them back quarterback shouldn't have hair like that so he's out there <laughs> um, and then you've got Titans Titans will be a decent Titans. side I actually think that of all the teams certainly in the AFC the, the Titans are probably the one team that I think are guaranteed to win their division I would agree. I think they're probably the team that have got the easiest the easiest run this year. Then you've got, well, the Broncos and Bridgewater, who knows? The Raiders will be the Raiders. And then the, the, the Chargers of Justin Herbert, what, what they think he is, the, the Chargers could easily win 10 games. So Yes. Until someone gets injured, as they always have, and they end up like with half a team. Yeah, I mean, so that's around the AFC in about two and a half minutes um, we should win that anyway that's <laughs> my Super Bowl that's my isn't it? where are we LA this year yeah yeah well let's, <laughs> uh, let's, let's not count our chickens too far I think that um, come that time we won't have had a well we'll have been away but we won't have had like an abroad family holiday by that point for whatever no, it is two and a bit so. years so I think that it will be it will be a tough sell Priorities. You'll need yeah. some serious brownie points. I also don't have a. I also, I also don't have a passport right now. My passport lapsed last year. And I didn't bother getting it replaced. So, oh, I, I got mine. Th- I got mine earlier this year. So I have a shiny new black passport. Thanks Brexit. Yay. Yeah. So that be. Yeah. Uh, I need to apply for that if we're going to go anywhere. That's that's probably mission one. Anyway, that's a yes. bit, of per- bit of personal admin there for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think at that point, I think we've got. We digress. Enough. Yeah. It's been it's been a long time since we chatted. Uh, so there is an hour and two minutes for you. Yes. Uh, guys, um, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, come to Newcastle. Get in touch. Yeah. Uh, have some fun. Uh, take care. We'll see you next time.